never underestimate a badass basic bitch. I'm Courtney. I'm done fitting into what everybody else needs me to fit into. And I'm Brianna. You are the only one that can make this change. We're here to bring you the Badass Basic Bitch Podcast. We're going to share the untold stories and dive deep into the shit nobody talks about. Buckle up, we're totally unfiltered, about to get very sassy and inviting you into some of our most intimate conversations. Welcome Welcome to to the the Baddie Bee Club. Whenever I think of friendships, I I think of this like semi-sad moment growing up where I believed that this girl was like my best friend. And I told my dad that. And I was like, oh, Melissa is my best friend. We're going to be best friends for life. And my dad, the chances. No, (laughs) no. That Melissa and you are going to be best friends for life are probably not going to happen. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Basic Bitch. On today's episode, you have Brianna and Courtney, and we heard your pains and we felt your pains. And today we are going to talk about why it is so fucking hard to make good friends as adults, but then also how to make new friends as adults. Um, So that's today's episode super excited about this one. I actually had an influx of messages the other day when I got back from a wedding because it was Ishan's, one of his best friend's wedding and he was in the wedding party. And so you know how that goes. You're basically alone. That means you're like stuck (laughs) for like the better half of the weekend when your significant other is actually in the party because they're, you know, pictures from, you know, 11 to six and et cetera. Um, And so I feel like it it's a different experience than going to a wedding where you're both just guests. And within that experience, I ended up making a couple of new friends and really loved the other women that were on the trip that were, you know, the other significant others of people and ended up being really cool and making good friends. But because of that, I had a lot of people saying, you know, I'm going to a wedding with my boyfriend this summer. I don't know anyone like suggestions for how to mingle, how to make friends in those situations. And so we thought this would be a good idea. And I actually have a blog post about this, but it was pre-COVID and I feel like life is just a little different these days. And so it's nice to maybe revisit this and we can just chat it out. Yeah. So I'm extroverted. I think you're 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 an extrovert. I had no idea. Isn't that idea. so weird? That's so weird. I've never seen you be social. I took this test and it was like you're like ninety nine point nine percent annoyingly extroverted, and I was like, oh, weird. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so obviously, so are you. And so I think it's probably a little bit easier for us to make friends than someone who is introverted. For me probably similar to you, like going to a wedding where your significant other is in the wedding and it's just you. You're like, I can handle this. Like I'm, I'm extroverted. I'm whatever. But like an introvert could be like, that sounds like the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. Whereas to me, yes, you're right. And to me, I'm like spending the day alone the whole day pass. Like I'll go and make friends. It's going to be a fun day. So I think different, the different personalities have different strengths and things that, you know, are harder than others for them. Whereas someone that's introverted might actually enjoy that day alone a little bit more. So I think it depends. But as far as actually making friends as adults, look, um, I think friendships, friendships are like these living, breathing organisms. And it's interesting because just like a relationship, a romantic relationship, you evolve as a person, you change. And the people that were once suited for your life and, you know, align with your morals and beliefs and your heart and your, the things that you enjoy spending your time doing maybe don't align 
five years from now or five years ago. And I think that evolution is interesting because there's also a world where some people evolve and some people don't really. And so sometimes certain friends stay stuck in a situation um, and you kind of outgrow the friendship, I guess would be like the commonplace terminology for that. But it's true. And like any relationship, things are always growing and evolving. And do you put in the work? Whenever I think of friendships, I I think of this like semi-sad moment growing up where I believed that this girl was like my best friend. And I told my dad that. And I was like, oh, Melissa is my best friend. We're going to be best friends for life. And I, and my dad, love him to death, but he like looked at me. He's like, I just want you to know that the chances. No, (laughs) no. That Melissa and you are going to be best friends for life are probably not going to happen. I just remember being like crushed by that. I was pretty young. I must have been like eight, right? I'm like, that's so sad, dad. Why did you say that? But he wasn't actually wrong, right? And I think that's actually an important thing to realize. And I asked him why he explained it. Like you, you have these periods in life, right? And you outgrow some of your friends. And I think as an adult is a pretty significant outgrowing period. Like after college, it's not uncommon that you could completely change your friend group or your friend base, or at least like 80% of your friend group. I think too, it's interesting. I there There is a point in life, like probably right now, where your friends just, your friends now are probably going to be your friends for a really long time because you, you know who you are so much more. I think that evolves like in your thirties, but also um, like both of us did going through big life events. Do you lose someone? Do you get a divorce? Do you, those things alone obviously change you, but farther past that, it really illuminates who was there for you and who wasn't. Maybe who didn't show up in a time of need or maybe who judged you as you were going through something you were going through. Um, and those things really kind of come to light. And so I think naturally friendships evolve and I think it's okay to let go of the toxic ones or the ones where you feel unsupported or taken advantage of or misunderstood or whatever it may be and clear out room for those new healthy friendships that can really be long-term and really thrive. I think when it comes to making friends, for me, it's interesting because I think if you're just saying like, okay, I woke up today, I really need some, you know, new girlfriends. Like, how do I go and meet friends? It's like dating. You're like, how do I meet yeah. someone? And so I think it's interesting. I feel like you have to be willing to not think you're too cool to say hi. I like, like to you compliment have to put people. Put yourself out there. Yeah. You have to kind of put yourself out there. So I like to compliment people because I feel like it opens up this dialogue between women. And oftentimes I've noticed women don't, some women are insecure, like point blank, and they don't they aren't willing to compliment other women because it's it's like hard for them to to do that. So I like to go and compliment someone. I think it's a good way to open up dialogue. So say you're at Starbucks and you're in line like, hey, I really like your shoes. Where did you get those? It automatically opens up this dialogue where you can start talking to someone. Yeah. So putting yourself in situations where you may find like-minded people, maybe it's a workout class, maybe it's a cooking class, maybe it's a grocery store, maybe it's Starbucks, maybe it's a hike and like, you know, a walk outside. Maybe it's, you know, something where you're learning a new skill where you may find like like like-minded people. And then when you do be willing to put yourself out there and open up that dialogue. But I do find that like giving someone a compliment is an easy way to open up a dialogue and also say like, Hey, like I'm a nice person. How are you? Because otherwise, you know, no one's just going to come to you and talk to you. It's like, it's rare, right? Like 
And maybe they want to, like, maybe they're yeah. also looking at you being like, they seems like someone maybe I could be friends with, I, you know, whatever, but they're also being shy. So don't feel like you have to be cool, like quote cool and like aloof and standoffish. Like, I just think it's yeah at this it's stage. Off-putting. It's not, yeah. It's off-putting. And so I think that probably is a good, uh, it might be like beneficial to talk about some of the seemingly obvious, but maybe not so obvious things to do to put yourself in a situation where you're going to make new friends. And I always say like your community, there are community events, whether they're groups or clubs or hobbies, but like figuring out what do you like? Maybe you love bike riding or knitting or book reading, finding those groups and clubs. What are you laughing at? Book reading. (laughs) Book reading. What's it called? I love. Maybe you enjoy book reading. I love reading. It was just funny because it was the way you said book reading. Like there's other like kinds of reading we can. That's a good. I guess there is. There probably is. Kindle reading, paperback reading. You know, I don't know. Label reading. (laughs) I love reading recipes. Reading. Only recipes. Okay, I guess I'm at book club, but yeah. Okay, you can join something. So maybe you go to the same spin class every Tuesday. Right. Maybe you join a, Have a country club. I don't know. But like you start to see the same faces and then when you get comfortable. Yeah. The other thing, one place that I met one of my great friends is volunteering. Mm. So volunteering, whether it's through a church or just any kind of nonprofit organization in your community and being good about volunteering and consistent. I also think consistency is really important. I think following up and again, like not being afraid to like, hey, you want to go grab coffee? Hey, want to go on a walk? Doing those events with someone. And then you're really good about this, but remembering important times in people's lives. Yeah. So it could literally be a card. Like it doesn't have to be anything that costs a lot of money, but a flowers, like something for an occasion, a birthday, work, you know, celebration, like showing up for people. I laugh at myself, but I've actually worked on creating calendar. Like I have a calendar for all of my friends' birthdays, their kids' birthdays, anniversaries, <laughs> milestone events. Like if I'm like, oh, um, oh my gosh, like Courtney's about to hit a million followers. I need to every other day just look. So when she does, I send her something, right? Or like, oh, my friend's about to launch her new business store, open her new business store. She said it's in January. I need to like figure out the date and surprise her with flowers on her opening. Like showing how thoughtful you are. I also think it's sort of like a a spidering effect where if you make one friend, maybe that friend has two more friends to introduce you to. When I was uh, in LA, I did an internship in LA in college. And I was talking to one of my good, my guy friends at the time. I was saying, Hey, I don't know. I'm between LA and New York. I mean, I'm between LA and Nashville. I can't decide where do I go? He's like, well, I'm from LA. I have several girlfriends. Like I know you would love and would love you come to LA. I'll introduce you to them. And they're still my good friends to this day. And we've been friends for, you know, how old am I? 10 years. Yeah. And so it's cool because that was just from me saying like, Hey, like I, I don't know which which place I should go, but I don't know anyone in either right. of these places. Like I need some friends. And then someone's like, Hey, like I have a friend that I think you would like, and that would like you and sort of introduced me to a couple girlfriends. And then ironically, like we ended up hanging out with each other way more than we ended up even seeing my guy friend. But it was one of those things where it spun from there. And then the two girls, um, shout out to Lauren and Allie, 
Love you guys. I, after that, then they introduced me to, you know, two more of their friends and then yeah. and their friends. And it just became like, I had, we had this big like girl, girlfriend group. And it was cool because it was just for me being like, Hey, look, I need a friend. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I have a group, there's four of us, four families, and we go on vacation with each other like two or three times a year. We're constantly seeing each other. Our kids all play together. And so I had met this woman, Heather, and then I also met this woman, Lindsay, and Lindsay met this woman, April. And then I was trying to get together with Lindsay for drinks. And she was like, do you mind if I invite my friend, April? I'm like, well, do you mind if I invite my friend, Heather? And like that just ex- you made a group. accepting that like as a group and we've been so close and tight knit. And I just think it's like, it's like not just like introducing, but taking your groups and mending them. Merging. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are connectors too. Yeah. Like my friend Taylor is a good connector and it's cool because she'll, she'll say, Oh, here's this person that you would like in this person. Then, you know, you're sitting at a pool with like eight people, you know, maybe four of who, you know, and four new people. And it does just kind of spiral, but I think it's like my biggest thing is don't be afraid to say hi. Don't be afraid to compliment someone. Don't be afraid to just ask a genuine question and don't be too cool. Don't be the first person that has to like sit there and be like, Oh, wait until she says hi. She looks really Nice. But like, I'm going to wait until she says hi to me. Like, this isn't a date and it's just, it yeah. has to be a different mentality. like a game of chase. Yeah, exactly. You know, a different. The, the other thing, and I think I'm probably, this is probably why my friendships have been very strong is I don't wait for people to invite me to do something. I am the planner. Like in my friend hmm. group, I would say 85% of the time, I am the one planning and getting people together. Like someone has to do it. Yeah, totally. And you don't sit around and wait. I think too, having this very nuanced version of friendship rather than it's so easy, right? Because we all have like some version of childhood wounds, but it's so easy to feel like left out in situations and it can just get tricky. Whereas I feel like if you're just very laid back about it, accepting, also inclusive to other people, I think it's important, you know, if... I've been on group texts before, right? Where there's like six of us and there's like one other person maybe that usually hangs out with us. And I'm like, hey, have we, did anyone text so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that other people feel in, included too. Yeah. It's well, the golden rule, like treat people how you want to be treated. It's, it's interesting. I actually invited or introduced two of my friends and we all would hang out. And one day I was at the gym and I was walking by and I saw my two friends working out together. <laughs> and I- I will, I'll admit, like I got a little sad that they didn't invite me. And so I walked up to them and I was like, Hey guys, like what's going on? And, and then I was like, that actually like that made me sad that they didn't even tell me. So I, I, I actually told them and I was like, I, I'll admit, like I was a little sad that I didn't get invited to work out. And they looked at me and they're like, we can't work out with you. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like we're here, like lifting two pounds and you're over there like Yeah. So it could be like totally misinterpreted or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel better. That's a good story. It does just, it's crazy. But that was where my mind went. Yeah. It happens as an adult too. And we actually witnessed the situation where it happened with, with kids. Um, Yeah. Oh, that was so sad. That was really a weird scenario. Um, But for me, there's something that happened the other day that made me kind of feel left out. And it's just one of those self-reflection points where it's like, why I always, I've been digging under things lately. So I've been unpacking things, right? It's like, why does this bother me? Cause it's not just this upsets me. Why does this bother me? And dig under that to see like, well, 
Did I feel left out in this situation? Did I feel less than in this situation? Why? Five whys. You know, yeah. Why are these things? That's probably a whole other podcast, but yeah, we should do that. But really dig under. And I was actually telling Kinsley because I have learned, and I'm curious to hear your POV on this, but that it is important and really good actually and healthy to talk to your kids about, about your feelings. Oh, I mean... Yes. My, my, two of my kids are in play therapy and I join them and we talk about, we like do feelings games, like guessing games and charades, but we also talk about feelings. I think I told you this before is like, we do, um, if we have big feelings at night, Mm -hmm. what are your big feelings? And tell me a sunshine and a cloud every night. And they're like you first. And so I always go first and tell them what are my big feelings? What was my sunshine? What was my cloud? And it's been pretty amazing, like connecting with them in that sense. And I love that. And so I actually kind of told Kinsley what was going on and I gave her the rundown on the story. And it's just so, I mean, kids are so cool like this. It's so pure, their responses. And she just looked at me and she was like, well, you know, why, why they leave you out? Like, why did you, why did you feel left out? And I explained, and then she said, well, you know, that wasn't very nice of the person. And I, and I said, yeah, that's, you know, that's okay. That happens sometimes. And she said, well, I think that we should be kind and respect them. And maybe they'll be kind and respect you back. And it was just like the sweetest moment. But it's interesting because I we're told, you know, like have less feelings. And I think adults do have feelings too. And so I'm always mindful when making new friends and and being around friends of being super inclusive because we all know what it feels like to be left out. And it's a shitty feeling. And so I think it's this balance of not feeling, not like trying not to be like super sensitive to it, like understand where people are coming from. You can't come to everything, obviously, but also trying trying to be from the flip side of that inclusive of other people so that other people don't feel that way. My thing is like, I'm always gonna just invite. And if someone can't come, they can't come. Even if I know they're busy, I'd probably throw them in a group text just they can say they're busy but they felt still like, right. like they were included. Yeah. You know? Well, and what do you do when you're finding yourself always to be the one that's not included? Because I think that's probably where people are coming from of like, how do I make friends as an adult? There's a reason, right? They feel excluded all the time. I think that's probably candidly the wrong friend group. You can go and find different friends, be the connector and make your own group right? You don't necessarily have to try to fit in and and put yourself into a group that you've just been going to year after year after yeah, year. Yeah. And I think too, like high school is a good example of this. And fortunately or unfortunately, this is sort of like how life is even as an adult past that point. But I think like so many people want to be like in the cool kids group, right? Like you just want to be cool. And I've thought about this a lot actually um, lately too. And it's like, I it, it, this idea, instead of just fitting yourself into a mold to be cool instead of fitting yourself into a mold to work into like the group you think is cool the group you think like looks a certain way who do you like right like who's nice to you who's kind who do you find interesting and smart and compelling and who's supportive of you who do who are you drawn to because they're good friends they're good people you have common interests like you don't don't just pick who you think is cool because likely right they're when you not. when you go through life changes like i don't know getting a divorce or becoming really successful or losing your job like who are the people that you want to surround you and and spend your time with um and i really do think honestly for me 
my big life changes showed me the true image of friends and who was there for me and who showed up and just who checked in on me and then who was like MIA. MIA or ditched you or maybe gave some bullshit reason why you were no longer going to be friends. It wasn't really the reason, but it's interesting because people don't often own those things. You know, a lot of times it's just that there's a made up reason. They're not going to be like, Hey, I judged you for this. The fact that right. the, you got the, divorced. The infamous, hey, I couldn't be there for you when your parents died, whatever. The infamous, like also like, I think we've just outgrown each other. Have you heard that? Has anyone ever yeah, told you that? Of course. I think we've just outgrown each other. Yeah. I think for me, it's about finding people with common interests. And as your life evolves, not be diligent about being the best friend you can be to the people in your life who show up for you and who you show up for. Um, and then learning to let go of the toxicity, learning to let go of the ones that are forced that maybe, you know, did exclude you or you felt like, you know, this is the group you, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. I think it's okay for that to happen. And by the way, I think within groups, there's always like this interesting inflection of there's different types of people within a group. So maybe you are in a friend group and maybe nine out of the 10 people are awesome. And maybe there's one person in the group that you just don't vibe with. Maybe you really get along with everyone else. That's okay too. I think that's where you have to learn to be mature and say like, Hey, like I know, you know, all of these people can be friends. I can be friends with these people too. Like it's, it's all good. Not being like territorial. Yeah. That's when you like get into weird, like it gets a little weird, but I feel like just being accepting, knowing your other friends are going to have other friends too. I think that's an underrated part of being a good friend. Yeah. Um, not gossiping about your friends. Oh my God, please. It's huge. For it's the, terrible. The amount of times in which like I have things to say that I could say and I never do. I, I We've talked about this before. Like I always just try to take the high road. Yeah. I always think like if, if I'm in a group and people are gossiping about other people to me, they're definitely talking about you too. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about my like small knit uh, mom, mommy group that I have that we all have kids the same age is like, not once has anyone ever said anything bad about another person to me. And so I'm like, that was a check for me of like, I'm good. Also, the other thing is like, yeah, I, I, have, love that. I have said, like I have given probably overshared information to some of my friends and none of them ever told anybody else where someone else it's came just, back to me. And this say, like game of telephone. Yeah, yeah. right. And so I'm like, check, check. Okay, these are good people. (laughs) So I think to circle back on, because this is kind of also like how to be a good friend, how to keep friends, how to like know which friends to. It's more than just making a friend. Like it's easy, honestly, to make a friend. It's harder to grow that relationship into a friendship. To water it, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, knowing which ones to grow. Yes. Because there are just friendships that are just toxic and not good for you. Or maybe you find out you have absolutely nothing in common and like, that's okay. It's a very normal part of life that is okay. It's sad, right? Like oftentimes, um, or maybe it makes you mad, like depending on what the situation is, but like, that's okay. So how to then refocus on making more friends or which relationships to give the time and energy to. And I think a lot of it is like putting yourself in the situations, like I said, where you might find like-minded people or interesting people, groups, workout classes, all those kind of things. And then not being afraid to just say hi, maybe exchanging numbers like, oh, hey, like, let me grab your number. Would love to like go on a walk. Like never once has I ever done that. And someone been like, no. Yeah. Like, so try if you can. I think it's obviously a different situation for people who are introverted, but try if you can to take like the fear aspect of it out. Right. 
and just say, Hey, like this may or may not be like a quote friend match, but like, let me just like say, hi, let me feel it out. Let right, me yeah. see. Well, it's okay. So, and through your kids, through so, your kids is good too. Well, I think it's been the easiest to find new friends using my children, but I have a funny <laughs> using my children. Hey, go run into yeah. that other kid the, and then the tell cute, that the mom cute I'm puppy your mom. Though, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a funny story. When I first met you, and I think we probably, so Emma and Kinsley were in the same class at one point, but I wasn't there very much because I was working a lot. And I don't know if you were there, honestly. Yeah, I did. I did many a drop-offs. Yeah. Well, I didn't do any drop-offs or pickups because it was like a bad timing for my work schedule. But I always was there for like the little events that they had and stuff. And I'm sure I probably bumped into you then. But anyway, our first real-time meeting, like introducing, was in the neighborhood. And I like true truth coming out. Uh Oh, I actually don't know what is about to come out. What story this is. So full truth coming out. So after I met you and it was kind of a weird meeting because Alex was there and Alex had uh, like bumped into me in the neighborhood. And then we made the connection that the girls had gone to the same school together. And then he's like, oh, you can meet my wife. And I didn't know at the time that you guys were like, in the middle of a divorce or about to get a divorce or whatever it was. And so you came out and we met and it was like, it was semi-awkward. And and I realize now why it was awkward, right? Like, but at the time I had no idea. Did you just think I didn't like you? Yeah. And so oh, when no. I, when, well, and when I got home, <laughs> I looked at Hunter and he's like, so what do you think? And I was like, I don't know that me and this girl are going to be friends. <laughs> And he was like, why? And I was like, it just, she just didn't seem interested, you know? And then we met like a couple other times and I just, and I think this is a really important lesson because just because that first time was a little bit awkward and I totally get it why it was awkward now. It's like, you were literally going inside your house and like having a divorce, like in the middle of a divorce. Yeah. So it was obvious that would have been like a super awkward introduction. And so, yeah, let me introduce you to my wife and my husband and we're not going to be wife and husband in a couple of months. And like, I totally get that now. And so we met like several times later and then I, and and then each time Hunter was like, so, and I was like, wait, I actually, I really think I like this. I really think I like her. Like, I think we're going to be friends. And he's like, you're so funny. So I grew on you. (laughs) Well, so you're saying. It was just more of like, sometimes people, you don't know their situation. What they're going through. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know that as soon as you leave, you go back in the house and you're you're in the middle of that conflict. You don't know. And, but from my perspective, it was like, it's not just a one and done, right? It's like, well, let me keep trying. Let me, let me really try. Let me have a play date. Let me do this. I think it's interesting as well because- yeah, you don't know what someone's going through. And so really like the awkwardness had nothing to do with you. Totally. And it was more just like, like it was an awkward scenario. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think on the receiving end of that, we always tend to take it personally. It's like, oh, maybe they didn't like me. Like maybe they're not interested. Maybe they're just like having a bad day. Maybe they're they're feeling uncomfortable. Maybe um, they're really shy. Like you never know what the reason is. I've mistaken people who are very shy for not being interested yes, and not like wanting to be my friend. But really it was just that they were very, they were shy and like they were feeling uncomfortable about it. Not that they weren't yeah. actually interested. 
Yeah. And so I think that was a really good lesson. And I'm always, I, I'm not the one and done, like one, one meeting done, like, oh, that was weird. I'm done. I'm always like, okay, well, let's try this. Let's try again. Let's see this. Like, I'm like, how many um, samples can I get? Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. I'll make my own decision. And I'm so glad, obviously I did. <laughs> so Now we've become really good friends, which is crazy. But I think sometimes that's like the more genuine inception of something yeah. rather than being like, we're best friends on day one. And then like five days later, you find out the person's like actually kind of terrible. <laughs> you know, like it's better just to right, like you're slow a and grow. On a hot yeah. pan. You just like sizzle out. No, I'm slow and steady. And I think that's important too, is like, just like real relationships and honestly like work and projects. It's like you, you have to grow it slowly and probably even growing your Instagram, right? It's not a, it's not like you went viral and then everyone leaves. It's a slow and steady people stay. So I think that's very true with, with friend groups as well. So lesson learned, happy. I learned it because, uh, look where we are. I'm so happy I grew on you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I actually really liked this episode. I love talking about real life things that just aren't talked about. That was one of our original sort of like ideas for this podcast was like, let's talk about the shit that people don't talk about. And I feel like making friends as an adult is something you don't really hear talked about because I don't know if embarrassing is the right word, but like it's, it feels a little uncomfortable to be like, Hey, like would love some friends, you know, like more friends. How do I, it's like weird question to go and ask like, Hey, how do you make friends someone? And so I think to be able to have this and use it as a platform where we can have these really open forum, just like discussions between two girlfriends is cool because you hear the idea, like we're bouncing ideas of each other and it just, it's, I, I really like these episodes. Yeah. And I think as a mom, I will say, and I'm sure you'll agree to this, it is way easier to make friends as a mom. And I am not going to say, go out and go get pregnant and have a child so you can make friends. But if you are a mom, like there are so many things that you can do. Well, it's an, it's an automatic child. connection. And it's interesting because you may have right. nothing else in common with the person, but like you're both moms and you understand. Right. And your kids like. play well together. Yeah. And so I am interested. And I think this is, probably really valuable too to people who are interested in learning how to make friends. It's how do you get rid of a friend? Not get rid of a friend. That's terrible. I mean, it sounded like you were digging a hole out in the backyard. Well, I am, I'm a New Yorker. I'm Italian. Snitches get stitches Stop. and then they wind up in ditches. You know, Stop. I can't. So how um, do you get rid of a friend asking for a friend? Just uh, kidding. Oh, okay. Well, I think A, it's like identifying if someone is in fact toxic. Are they going through a hard time or are they actually not a good friend? Yeah. It's really interesting being the type of person who isn't influenced by other people's opinions of your friends is also great because candidly, I think, you know, so-and-so can have a personal vendetta issue, whatever against you and be, oh, Brianna is terrible and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, my experience with Brianna has actually been great. Well, I want to say something right here because this is super important. If you have a friend... That is a friend in quotation marks that's coming to you to tell you how terrible another person is. The friend that you need to get rid of is the one that's telling you those things. 100%. Mic drop. Throw her out the fucking door. Motherfucking mic drop. Um, Seriously though, right? Well, that's toxicity like in a nutshell. Yes, I think that's a really good point. If my friends ever came to me and was like, Heather, we have to talk about Heather. She's a bad influence on you. She's not a godly woman. She's this, she's that. I'd be like, yeah, you need to leave. Thank you. Because you're the one. And you know damn right that that person is also talking about you. So it's just identifying who 
is toxic, not being fooled and make your own opinions of people. Like what has your experience been of someone? Right. And go off that. So once you actually figure out if someone is toxic, I feel like there's a couple ways to go about it. One, I think you can have like an open and honest conversation. I feel like it's always good to have that. Now that obviously you want to do that in a constructive and kind way, even if it's a friendship you don't feel like is going to have that longevity, like you still be kind about it because you want to be a good person. And and I think this is important for all the introverts. If you are uncomfortable having a conversation, write a letter. Yeah, or a thoughtful text or something like that yeah. mean what you say and do it in a in a honest way. Like don't give the person excuses of why you can't be their friends because it's almost like insulting. Like, it, you know, it, it gets yeah. a little like, what? Like that doesn't make sense versus just like, hey, you under with, with this like life change and it doesn't align with who I am or like whatever it may be. Like you can have your own reasons and that's fine. But I think have those reasons and articulate them clearly. Or if it's someone that was never really like that good of a friend, if you're not that close, I'd like to, I think you can do what I like to call like the slow back away. Yeah. I think you can start to put distance between you and that person. There doesn't need to be this dramatic thing. I had a friend who went on a date with a guy and like two dates and the guy called her like after that and basically was like, I have to tell you I'm in love with my ex, blah, blah, blah. Like really unnecessary reaction for two dates, right? So it gauge the stage of your friendship. If this is a 10-year friendship, a five-year friendship, a two-year friendship, that conversation is probably necessary. Yeah. If this is like a friend of a friend and you just don't really vibe with the person, like do the slow back away. Yeah. Don't, don't tell that person all of your secrets. Don't, you know, confide in them. Don't expect them to just do the slow back away. But I think gauge that based on the depth of your friendship. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think that's great advice. I love like the open transparency and what's the worst that's going to happen, right? I think actual open transparency though. Oh, totally. Have you ever had that, a situation like that where someone gives you sort of like a BS reason? Absolutely. And it's not really there and you're like kind of left wondering. That actually happened to me at my first wedding with the bridesmaid. Really? Yeah. I, to this day, I have no idea. And I, and you know me, I am all about, you can, you can give me whatever constructive criticism, any transparency. And I will, I'm very, I'm typically very self-aware. And to this day, I'm like, what did I do? And it's more painful because you don't understand. Yeah. Whereas if it was like, Hey, you said this one thing and it offended me, or this is a life choice. Like I don't agree with X, Y, Z thing that you did or whatever. Right. As humans, if you're like a reasonable, self-aware human, like you're going to understand that. But to give someone sort of like a made up reason is not constructive. So if you don't feel like you can be honest about the conversation, I think the slow back way is probably better. But I think it just really depends on how close you are to the person, how comfortable you are having that conversation and then doing it, like delivering it in a kind way. Because, hey, maybe you also have mutual friends or, you know, I don't... Right. You don't want to put this weird tension and no. awkwardness. And again, and, like and if someone's events. putting weird tension into your group, like which person is put, is it, I right. think, and what I meant about like the Mean Girls movie is like, it's very Regina George to say like, you just don't, you just exclude someone. Yeah. They're out. You and can't it's like, sit with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, what, pay attention, like pay attention to actual clues and facts and who has actually been a good friend to you who hasn't. And if those people haven't, then I think those would be my two probably best like suggestions. When I think the other thing too, is if someone's coming, if you're doing that slow back away and someone's coming to you and say, Hey, how come we don't hang out anymore? Or how, what did something weird happen? Like you, I feel like as a person, you should give them that feedback. Yeah. I mean, it's like a breakup. 
It is like a breakup. In many ways. And when someone says like, if you're breaking up with someone, they say, hey, well, you know, I didn't feel like we connected on this level and I didn't feel X, Y, Z. You're like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But when someone's like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's you. It's, it's, I mean, just it's, didn't feel it's it. me. It's not you. Like I just wasn't into it. It's like, but why? Like right. it, it leaves you with more questions than you came with. Yeah. And so I do think that open honesty and transparency is like helpful because also if it's someone that's doing something that you genuinely don't agree with, maybe that constructive feedback is actually like a, could be like a pivotal life moment, like lesson for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Any last tips or advice for making friends? Like get out there, put yourself out there, join your community groups, join your social Don't groups. be afraid to like say hi first. Don't be afraid to give a compliment. Don't be afraid to strike up a conversation. Keep trying. Don't just up. try once, right? Yeah. Don't just get one experience. Like give it Again, you don't know what someone's gone need. through. So maybe recently they had like really shitty, you know, traumatic friend experience and they're like more gun shy. Yeah. So reach out again, try again, like don't take things as personally. And then obviously pay attention and listen if it's not like a good fit, like, like an actual relationship as well. Like not all friendships are going to be good fits and that's okay. Kind of no love loss though. I feel like if you, if you try, I feel like the type of playgrounds are always like good to meet people on. If you have kids where you like you're eating and your kids in the playground, you, you know what I mean? Like that type of stuff is always good. I'm trying to think. Oh, I think these are all great tips. And I think the last one is don't be afraid to reevaluate your current friend group situation and see where you're investing your time. And if it's getting sucked and you're give, 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 and you're not getting anything in return, then maybe take some of that time back and look for new friends. And I think um, we can end it on take care of your friendships. So your friends are important, just like your family. And especially if you don't live near your family, mm-hmm. your friends are your family. Yeah. That's very much how my family grew up too, because my nuclear family was super small. My mom, my dad, my brother, and me, and we didn't grow up around a lot of extended families. So for Thanksgiving, we have friends over every single Thanksgiving, like every single, there's so many holidays like that, that our friends really are our family within my family. And I love that. And I think that's so true. Yeah another favorite episode in the books, ladies, ladies and ladies. <laughs> I was going to say ladies and gentlemen, but ladies and ladies, um, let us know what you guys want to see next. Any other life topics, happy hour conversations, who should we interview? Give us some feedback uh, in the comments and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Get out there, make some friends, give a compliment, say hi. Remember you are one badass basic bitch and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye.